Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 41, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. So. So. Santos, here we are. Here we are, man. It's been a while. I know. It's been, you've it's been, been a while. You've been traveling coast to coast or what? Yeah, man. Man on the road. Man on the road. Pair of headphones. Getting that Delta... Getting them Delta the pretzels, yeah, racking up the where, sky. Where are you miles. at? Are you? Oh man, I got hosed. I got, I came up like just. I came up one trip short of platinum. Mm. So I was trying to, I was trying to like finagle all kinds of horse shit at the end of the year. Yeah, I I, I tried a little tomfoolery as well. I was just short of diamond again. Actually, you were almost back to diamond. Almost back to diamond. Yikes! Yeah. Having that hashtag Delta life. <laughs> Oh my God! That hashtag Delta Life, man. man it's D- Delta. Speaking of Delta, they've been getting in the shit with people. What do you mean? Uh, just today, there was another Delta's a video great. someone posted where they're being accused of um, kicking Muslims off the plane at the behest of other passengers. Oh no, no, just because no, they no. were speaking Arabic. Are you kidding me? And I don't know what Delta side of the story is, but like from the video and people's reactions to the video and saying like. There are other passengers like clapping and be like, bye, bye. No, no. And so Delta, what Delta's saying is these passengers were causing a disturbance. And what they're saying is the disturbance was I was talking to my mom in in Arabic on the phone. Oh, my God. And that it made other passengers uncomfortable that he was speaking Arabic. And he was like, what year is this? It's 2016. This guy's evidently like a famous vlogger. He has like a million followers on YouTube. So it's getting quite a bit of attention. Good. Um, Holy shit. Dude, that is as bad as it gets. It ain't about to get any better. No. At all. And the other thing is because they didn't kick that white dude who was like ranting about Trump and like Hillary bitches. Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, they did ban him from the airline when after he hit the ground, but they didn't kick him off right away. They let him take his flight. So, and then on the other end, they like afterwards in like retrospect, they kicked him. They like banned him from the airline. So, so a lot of people are pointing at that, saying like, "Okay, so you let white men do this, but you're kicking all these like Muslim people off the plane for no reason other than like it makes the flight attendants uncomfortable or whatever." Oh, that is some shit. And then they're evidently earlier in the year they kicked off a black woman because she was bringing like tons of attitude or something. <laughs> tons of attitude, Jesus! If that's the bar, then I'm in trouble. Yeah, no doubt. Like, get that's, the fuck. They're gonna ban you for your Portuguese swag. Exactly. <laughs> I I know a person um, that's been banned from from three of the major airlines. Are you serious? Yep. Um. Uh tiny white chick but she um she has major anxiety about oh. flying and she works in the film industry oh, so no. she has to travel a lot um and uh <laughs> yeah and she um she like on multiple occasions like they had like threw a fit and this is this is a person that has their act together like Pamela, Pamela Neal is her name, um, and she's – I love her to, to death. She's a, a massive talent and so sweet, and you would never guess. I I st- am still like – I try to picture her tantrums that would cause this to happen, but they're like ready to take off, and she's like running up and down the aisle. This is – and they have to go back to the gate and let her off, and they're like, thank you, Miss Neal, but you are – uh, cordially uninvited from this airline. So like flying her in for jobs, like you have to find like, like you have to fly her from like, like Al- Alaska to like, frontier to like yeah. sun country or some Jeez. shit. Man. Yeah. It's insane. It is ridiculous, but it holds nothing to Jesus, man. That's a bummer to hear about Delta. Cause I, I I'm, I'm down. I mean, I'm, you unfortunately live- like, because we're a Delta hub and I have all my statuses on Delta. It's not like, and Delta seems, I mean, their responses to these things seem to be, you know, I think, I don't think that it's their, some of this is going to have to be training of staff, but also it's like, 
if the staff is trained to, if 20 passengers approach me and say someone is making you uncomfortable, like maybe it's time to probe a little deeper on that stuff to retrain the, the um, flight attendants to be like, this is acceptable. But if someone's being like uncomfortable because they're a racist, like tough shit. Tough, tough shit. And here's, and you may have to absorb something. Here's a voucher. You can get on, you can get on the next flight and here's a free drink. Mm-hmm. If you, you can choose that one that might be whiter. That next flight right. might be a little bit whiter for you and yeah. you, you may enjoy that a little bit better. Yeah, it should be about rebooking the other people, not the people who are like. Speak a different language. Right. Yeah. I mean, come on, people. It's 2016, almost 2017. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, man. So, so speaking of speaking crimes of, against humanity. Speaking of crimes <laughs> <laughs> humanity, yeah. Uh, We're doing some is, crime. It's the crime episode. Yeah. We're going to devote a whole episode to crime and delicious, delicious crime. Mm. Nothing but crime talk. Mm, mm, mm. So, um, I got a few picks. I know you have more than I do. I got. So, here's. I'm, I'm going to start with a fucking fastball. Oh yeah, right, right down, right down the middle. Oh yeah, really? <laughs> Gimme. Uh, this is this is a pick that I just think you you will just die to listen to this. This is the thing that's going to make you listen to podcasts. I okay, cool. Because I've actually <laughs> I've been like in, they've been coming into the scene a little bit. Here. Okay, nice. Yeah. So there's a new podcast called Crime Town. Have you heard of this? No, Mark H just um, yesterday. Said to find it. He said there's half a dozen episodes. So here's what Crime Town is. It's um, some of the people that did the jinx. And what they're doing is they're going to... Each season focuses on a different American city and the history of crime in that city. Oh, my God. But the first one, Provincetown, Rhode Island. P-Town? Yep. Way the fuck out there? Not not Providence? uh, Yeah, sorry. Providence. Providence. Rhode Island, sorry. Okay. Yeah, because that's, uh, that's a storied. And Buddy Cianci. And Buddy Cianci. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God love him. <laughs> God love yeah, him. Yeah, sorry. Providence, Rhode Island, Buddy yeah. Cianci, and all of the, um, all everything that has to go along with that. In fact, you know what? I'm going to, uh, I'm going to play for people um, a little bit of the first episode, just because I think it has oh, cool. one of the most genius openings to a podcast in like the history of podcasts. Oh, killer. So the first episode is called Divine Providence. And and, and for anybody go- oh. I'm one of the 12 million people who use MailChimp every day to connect with Fucking MailChimp. Right, we have to suffer through the mail MailChimp ad here. MailChimp so make a game called Zombies Run, which is a running right. app and running app Hope you're escaping the zombies. That's oh, he's take. got a, he's got yeah, an accent. Then I get on Delta. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he flies United or Virgin. Hey, Before we get started, oh, I'd like to tell you about another very first um, fucking advertising right, answer. Yeah, here we go. Oh. Ah. Question. Did he kick you? Answer. Yes. Question. Where did he kick you? Answer. On my right chin. Question. Did he try to burn you with a cigarette? Answer. Yes. Question. Did you have a cigarette burn on your face after the incident? Answer, yes, in my left eye. Equish. Question. At some point, did the mayor swing a fireplace log at you? Answer, yes. This is a transcript of grand jury testimony from a victim of a brutal assault. An assault committed by the mayor of Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, that's right, the mayor. A mayor in his ninth year in office. A mayor named Vincent Buddy Cianci. Oh, oh my God. So that gives you a sense of like, yeah, you know, then they go back to, I mean, it, it is 
a lot of it does focus on Buddy Cianci, but they go and they talk about the whole history of organized crime and who was like Federal Hill. Yeah. And the who was the like boss of the East Coast and or the, you know, the the far east coast at least. Right. You know, outside New York. Yep. Um and they talk about the mob and it's this like really interesting story about how Buddy Cianci like he was a total crook, but not somehow in the pocket of the mob, like he was against the mob a lot of the time. Yeah. And it was about him accruing power and taking power from the mob in this really fascinating story. So there's, and they, they have like, I mean, you can imagine coming from the guys from the jinx, they have two of the guys who are like serious, uh, muscle for the mob that they talk to too. And they have like in-depth interviews with these guys Seriously, and they talk about how like these guys come in and you're like, Oh, it's just like my grandpa. And then as soon as they start talking, he's, he's like, when they walk out of the room, these guys are gangsters, you know, like terrified. just talking about it again. Yeah. They like, you can see like their whole demeanor shifts and they become like, and there's this whole thing about like, Oh, the coolest possible thing. Like even Hollywood celebrities like idolized, wise guys you know yeah at like the time that these guys were like being serious muscles Fucking so. a yeah buddy cianci like he is still to this day the, the most loved mayor of providence ever mm-hmm. like he did amazing things for that city but he was a fucking gangster yeah like he did time yes he did time and then got elected again yeah i know that's amazing like, that's what that's like yeah it you know it's crazy. There have to only be like two mayors in the history of American politics because um, what's his ass from D.C.? D.C., yeah. Um, also got elected after he got busted for crack. Dude, it just gives you so much hope. Like, I can get caught, <laughs> get caught on camera smoking that's an, crack. That's an interesting way to look at it. Like, and still come back. Yeah, it's like. Well, what's his ass from Toronto died, so he's not going to come back. Yeah, dude's not. Yeah, he was. That dude. Well, Crime Town, man. Crime Town. So you're the second person in two days. Yeah. To it's uh, six episodes in. Each episode is around third, a little over thirty minutes. You know, we're I'm looking here. It's like thirty one to thirty seven minutes per episode. And they do cities. Is, uh, is that how it is? It geographic. Whole, the whole first season is focused on Providence. Oh. And then the the next season, they're going to go to a different town. Oh, my God. I have got to listen to that. Because that was all we read. Like, growing up, it was all Buddy Cianci. Right. Like, every paper, the cover, like, the headline of every on the globe or, like, Standard Times in New Bedford. Like, it was always, or the Providence Journal, always Buddy Cianci. Right. Yes. Vincent. Yeah. Buddy Cianci. And it sounds like, I mean, they have some... uh, He's dead now, but they have some footage of him when he wrote his autobiography and then like went like reading from it and appearing in public and yeah. just cracking these jokes. And he just has like the audience in the palm of his hand. Like the dude was oh, he, an amazing public speaker and yeah. like, an oh, awesome yeah. order and could like really read an audience. Yeah. Incredibly charismatic. Yeah. Uh, gangster type. Yeah. In politician, gangster slash politician. Yeah. Um, do you remember the name of his autobiography by any chance? Uh, I don't. No need to look it up. Yeah. I I just was curious, um, because I I never my my folks love it. Um, everybody <laughs> like everybody. My dad's a big like um New England crime guy. You know mm. he loves you know all the Whitey Bulger stuff and right and, of course and um and I remember him saying that that like that the Buddy Cianci autobiography is a good read. I bet. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you, you're not getting, like, oh, this one time when I burned a dude's eye with my fucking cigarette. Like, that, that's, you know, I'm sure that's not in the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? So, you Jesus. obviously you're reading it with, you know, his lens. Um, fucking A, so Crime Town. Crime Town. It is legit awesome. Like, each episode is really tightly constructed. It's good. All right. So, let me let me follow up. Um with a pick. Well, not a pick, but um because you turned me on to it. Um but I, I wanted to like while we're talking about crime podcasts, I wanted to follow up and talk about um because I've I've had a chance to check it out, my favorite murder. Oh yeah. 
so good. <laughs> and and you were and for anybody listening, just you are like you have a, you have a knack. I will say this for like tying like things like your recommendations for particular people are unparalleled. Oh, thank like, you. You you are really great because <laughs> I see you do it with people. All I see you do it with people all the time, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a fucking perfect pick for you. So all you listeners, give what I you know I got I got some shit, but Frost has got the shit. You got the shit, <laughs> but but you gave this pick in particular to Beth, right? Um, for my favorite murder, and we um over Thanksgiving did a, a road trip down to Omaha and back. So that's uh, twelve hours in the car, yep. and um, she normally sleeps the entire time. And this trip, she was up laughing <laughs> and just like and just like enthralled with my favorite murder the whole time. She it was like she was hanging with these chicks in the car, with right? Us. Yeah, yeah, because. Um, there it's really funny. It is really funny, and they're like super genuine and off the cuff. Um, and it's a very listenable. It, it is. I mean, it's like a cultural phenomenon at this point. I don't know if is you've it really? listened to any of the more recent episodes where they've done live episodes in Chicago. They did a live episode in Chicago in front of like I want to say three thousand or four thousand people, what? and it took like five minutes for people to stop cheering when they came out on the stage. Are you shitting me? It's that huge now. Yeah, it is huge. Yeah, these chicks are like, yeah, they're they're super cool. Um, they're nerds and. Yeah, it's a perfect storm for them. Like they're like everything. They're it's like the girls of right of murder. And I think you know, and it's happening at a time when um, investigation discovery is enjoying this great like right. And they have renaissance. Love all those shows. Like they watch all those shows. And well, all they refer like to them all the time. Massive crime nerds. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what they, they refer to. Murderinos. Yeah, murderinos. Yeah. yeah, and like they go, they call back to him, and like, and Beth has seen every single one of those, and she's like, "Oh, I know that one." And they would bring something. <laughs> she's in, and then they dig into it, and she's like, "I know, I know." <laughs> and and they're cracking jokes about like it's really, really great. Like. Yeah. My favorite. So I guess I'm way, way behind the fucking curve. Like if these chicks, well, are I don't like, know. I mean, I, I, no one knows about that, that I tell about it. Oh, really? You know, like, so to say it's like a massive hit. I mean, it, it is like, I mean, it's gotten written up in you know, all sorts of major publications and stuff, but still when, when you, like you say podcasting is like we're in a podcasting renaissance and podcasting is huge. I mean, that's relative. It's totally relative <laughs> too. Yeah. You know, it's totally relative. We're not talking about like Howard Stern numbers. Yeah. I mean, I, some of the, the most popular podcasts do get like a million listeners a week, which is, that's pretty fucking for good. fuck's sake. Yeah. That's amazing. Like it what, amazing. what are those just, uh, things like this American life and radio lab. And, but there's some other things like, um, uh, risk and I mean it's also the long it's such, there's such a long tail on it I mean people can go listen to podcasts sure, like yeah. four years after it's yep. yeah, yeah. you know launched yeah because it's just always there for the most part yeah um, so yeah it's really interesting so I am going to so we're going to go from where you grew up with Crime Town, yeah, yeah, to where you live now, yes, and uh, in Minnesota, there's I've no crime a, here. I've got a Minnesota crime podcast. Oh, there's a very, uh, very famous crime, which is the Jacob Wetterling. Oh yeah, and yeah, obviously recently we all know like they caught the guy and found Jacob Wetterling's remains. Gnarly so shit. There's a podcast, new podcast called In the Dark, that. Chronicles from the time it starts with the the time when this guy's caught and they find the remains. They go all the way back to the disappearance and they interview the parents, the sheriff, all the people that worked it. And they it's the the whole it's like one season of podcast, but it's start to finish everything about the Jacob Wetterling serial esque, uh, sort of serial esque, but with a you know, the ending's already known. So there's right, a much more right. satisfying ending. Uh, yeah. Right. It's called, uh, in the dark, in the dark. Um, so yeah. It's, what town was that in? Uh, it was a, a really small town in but not very close to here though. Wasn't it? 3000 people. Um, like 40 minutes from the cities. Uh, I thought, 
Whatever. Don't look it up. Doesn't matter. I think it's called. I'm not sure if it's called Saint Joseph. Oh yeah, that sounds familiar. What was the setup on that again? What happened? What was the disappearance? Um. So, so what happened was, uh, he and his he and his brother and one other friend walked down to try the. I'm trying to forget the movie that they want. They wanted to get a movie, but it was rated R and they couldn't get it. And they tried to get this neighbor girl who was old yep. enough to like help them get it. Yep, yep, yep. They went down to the Tom Thumb grocery store yes. to rent a VHS tape. Um, and they ended up getting major league because they couldn't get the movie that they, or they wanted to get major league, but it was rated R. So they ended up getting something else. Yes. Uh, and they're coming back. And this guy just came out of the cornfield and said, I have a gun. You need to, all three of you need to go lay down in this ditch. And um, he ended up taking Jacob and the other two boys like ran back and were like, hysterical trying to tell these people what was going on and you know back in those days like kids would go quote-unquote missing all the time mm-hmm. so they didn't the sheriff didn't take it very seriously at first but then i think within a few minutes so it was this bizarre thing because there were witnesses who had seen this person the cops arrived pretty quickly on the scene and um you know so it was like it didn't have all of the typical hallmarks of like who done it we don't know yeah kid was by himself disappeared in the woods like no one knew he was gone for hours and a lot of leads yeah there were a lot of leads so it's really interesting to sort of figure like see how the whole thing unfolds and find out like where things went wrong i mean obviously in hindsight and it was it was like such a famous case that it um i think the amber alert system was created because of jacob wetterling Mm. Wasn't it created because oh, it was someone named Amber? Amber? Yeah, yeah, maybe it was. Um, but it was around that time, though. Um, but there was something that came out of the Jacob Wetterling thing. It was I don't know if it was legislation or yeah, um, yeah, huge case. Like that was a big thing because it was you know one of those ones that shocks small town America. You know, which those always are the ones that you know. If it can happen here, it can happen anywhere, type of thing, which strikes fear into every parent's heart. Yeah. So he was from um, St. Joseph, Minnesota, and the remains were finally recovered 30 miles from there in a pasture in Painesville, Minnesota. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, in the dark. How many how many episodes? Oh, so uh in 1994 the Jacob Wetterling ass was passed. It was the first law to institute a state sex offender registry. Oh. So, really? Okay. Uh so in the dark there are uh 9 episodes and these episodes are a little longer. Some go as long as like 48 minutes. Yeah. Um, but it goes all the way up to, I guess there's nine episodes and then there's an update a sent- about the sentencing of, um, oh, D- Danny Henrik, who was the guy who they caught because of child pornography ultimately in Milwaukee, I think. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Jacob Wetterling, yeah. poor bastard. Um, yeah, it, you know, it's fucked, man. So it's good. It's a little more crime town is like, Super entertaining. It's like watching, yeah. like, and listening to like Goodfellas or something. This is more in the vein of like if you're into more procedural kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the intricate details of an investigation and how they do, where they search or where they don't search, and things like that. Which you and I love. Yeah. So it's very different flavor, but still really good. Especially you know being someone who like we have so many friends who grew up here, and for them like it kind of it was like a profound event in their childhood totally yeah oh yeah you ask anybody they remember that and it puts all it sounds like it puts the pieces together for you yeah and yeah it's, it's interesting for sure all right good one i'll have to get um that on the ladies list she relaxes so much when she listens i've never seen anything like it who relax who gets that comfortable 
just listening. Like she <laughs> right now, she's at home in bed, listening with to like just like murder? flashing. No, no, she's watching oh. Investigation oh, Discovery. Right. Just crime scene yeah. footage of blood splat. Yeah. It just like relaxes her. Nine the the sound of the nine one one recording. Like it just like lulls her into this, huh. fu- it, which is so weird. I don't, I don't know what oh, it that's is. Kind of cool. They all blend. Maybe they blend in together. I don't. I don't fucking know. But chick loves that shit, man. So I'll have to turn around to that one because she's brought up the Jacob Wetterling case a number of times. Ah, interesting. So she's <laughs> it's on her radar. Um, what else you got? What else you got, man? All right, I'm gonna go into. Uh, your your realm. Have you heard about a documentary called The Seven Five? I have not heard of it at all. All right. So Seven Five is a documentary about one of, if not the most corrupt cop in the history of the NYPD. Seriously? Yeah. It's this guy named Michael Dowd. And they show his testimony. A lot of it is like a lot of footage of his testi- to him testifying before the New York the state Senate about just like police corruption. Cause police corruption had gotten so insanely bad, like in entire precincts, like they'd come in and they would, Oh, it was a like hundred. It was insane. People. Did you, sorry. Did you, did you already say what, what year this was? Uh, this took, takes place in the eighties and nineties. Well, yeah, the documentary. Um, and in so the NYPD, like New York in general in the eighties was yeah, fucked. crazy. I mean, this got to the point where these guys were not only providing, not only were they stealing tons of money from crime scenes, they were actually like going, like not just going to crime scenes, they were just going and robbing like drug dealers in with like combination of current officers, ex officers. They were started their own cocaine ring. Mm. They um, what were providing tons of protection for drug dealers. Like they would show up at the end of the day and like be the personal bodyguards for like these drug dealers no. as they went home. Like it, it's, it's insane shit. So this is I mean, bad Lieutenant fucking oh my taken. Oh, like the bad Lieutenant is PG. Yeah. These people are, <laughs> these guys were like raking in so much money. How the fuck have I not heard? Is this, where'd you see it? Uh, it's on Amazon. It's on, I, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix. It's definitely on Amazon and Hulu. So if you have subscriptions what? to either of those, a Prime or a Hulu the membership. The 7 The 7-5. So here's the cool thing. I decided to tweet out about this from the Good Looking Out Twitter account. And so there's two cops. There are two partners. There was this guy, Michael Dowd, who sort of started it. And then his partner was this guy named Ken Urell, uh, E-U-R-E-L-L. And they're both in the documentary. They both like did jail time but are now out of jail. And they were just like talking about this thing. And... I tweeted about this. Here's the here's the tweet that I sent out from the Good Looking Out um, Twitter account. Let's see here. Um, like police, like corruption. Watch the seven five about one of the most corrupt cops in history. Guess who liked that tweet? No, Mike Dowd. No, no, or, not, not quite that good. Ken Urell. Ken Urell. Yeah, his partner. He liked it. He liked it. And his wife liked it too. Oh my God. So these are people that are just, they're like, I had a movie made about me. Right. I guess. Like, like I'm, so, I'm and, so psyched. And so I think for Ken Urell, part of what he wanted to tell was like, his side of the story was, I just got sucked up in this and it was Michael Dowd. It just, was just like a Fuck runaway you. train. Yeah. So, um, Dude, I, you're a grown man. <laughs> you're a fucking grown man. And you, there was a lot of money. In it, in yeah. It. And so I'm sure you like, made a fucking choice. Prostitutes and I'm not crazy yeah. lifestyle. Oh my god, yeah. Can you imagine that fucking lifestyle? Anyways, this is a really, it's a really good documentary. All right, so tell me, is a lot? Is it? Um, what's the footage? Is it recreations? Is no, it? No, it's none of its recreations. It's these guys interviews. talking about it. It's interviews with the guys who were the gangsters with the two cops. And people that were involved with their like robbery ring and their drug shit, it's the people who prosecuted them. Uh, it's oh. other people that were like gangsters at the time. Like, it's legit. <laughs> you know, like these they these people dug deep, and then it's really? the footage of the him testifying 
And they're, they're just, oh my God. Cause it's just so embarrassing when this, when this guy like has, when he has to come clean Michael Dowd in before the Senate judiciary committee or whatever. Is it just like a, cause they're like, like one of these, when like- was the point where you like at any point were you, did you still feel like you were a cop or did you feel more like you were a gangster? <laughs> You know, and he's they were like, asking. This. Oh yeah, they were asking him really pointed questions about like, I mean, this dude was so corrupt, so corrupt. Oh my god! I mean, and was he like, just like sweating? I mean, shit like Serp- like you watch Serpico, and Serpico is like makes Serpico feel like minor offense. Fucking kindergarten cop. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, these are we're talking a cocaine bags ring. and bags of money, bags of fucking dough. Yeah. And how'd they get pinched? Because they just got way over the top? Yep, exactly. Okay. So they talk about it. I don't want to spoil it. They talk okay. about it. In the, but, oh, everyone knew. I mean, Everybody that's the thing is, They go knew. into that whole code of silence thing and the cops too. So, like, everyone knew this guy was a crooked cop. I don't think they knew how extensive it was, but they definitely knew that this guy was seriously on the take. So IA was show on up him in a for- fucking Corvette to the station. <laughs> like a Stingray Corvette. Just rolling balls yeah. out. Like- yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, not giving a shit. And they asked him about, and his wife like begged him not to fucking drive it to the police station. You know, you're a I cop. Mean, what an idiot! You're a, right? probably a beat cop. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you not make, a detective. You're not. A det- you're a beat cop driving a Corvette. That that's that math isn't doesn't work. No, you're gonna get us pinched. Well, yeah, and he and did. Every cop knows what what every cop make. knows what yeah. they make. I mean, it wasn't like the dude was even a sergeant or a lieutenant or anything like that. <laughs> oh my God. You're not going to promote a guy like that. Just hands. When you know he's dirty through oh and through. Oh, my God. Good one. The 7-5. Seven 7-5. Five. Seven five. And that's a new documentary. Fairly new. Yeah. Um, I found it on Amazon Prime. Feature yeah. 90 minutes. Yeah. It's like maybe what's their cutaway? two hours. What's their, what's their B-roll? Is it like like footage of the Senate hearings and, yep, and, and footage headlines? Of, footage and, of things of the time, the neighborhood, Harlem and sh- things of that time. And, so archival footage and yep. killer. It's good. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So I'm, I'm going to follow up with another one of your recommends that I finally fucking got around to. And this was actually, this is an old recommend. This is pre good looking out recommend. Um, but falls in the crime category. Um, a, uh, graphic graphic novel series called sex criminals. Oh yeah. <laughs> Really cool. I love Sex Criminals. Yeah. It's so, so good. It's really good, yeah. right? I mean, it falls, you know, it has criminal in the title, so you would think that it fall, you know, that it's about crime. And, and I mean, it, they are bank robbers. They're bank robbers. At least for a small, at least in the beginning. Yeah. At least in the beginning. Yeah. And it is about crime to an extent, but, um, but I, um, cause I bought it when we, um, you know, when we had the graphic novel club yeah. kind of going. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I never got around to it, and and just um, recently had some free time and, and picked it up, snagged it, and 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 started rolling through it, and and it's really great. Um, <laughs> so I think it fall. I I'm, I feel comfortable bringing it up in the in the crime. It, it's oh it, for sure. It is not yeah. like it. Anywhere in the in the no, I mean we should be talking about stuff that pushes the boundaries of how people are thinking of crime and crime fiction. Sex criminals is a story of these people who realize that when they orgasm, they are able to stop time, and this guy realizes it. Well, actually, sorry, this woman realizes it first in the story, and she's like, "What is going on here?" And she's not sure how to deal with it and what to do with it. She's pretty sure she discovers it as she's growing up. So she's like, you know, she discovers it when she's like seven years old or eight years old, like in the bathtub or whatever, you know. And so it becomes kind of like her burgeoning sexuality type of discovery. Yeah. But then once she becomes a grown woman, um, she meets another guy who... you know, it just so happens the same thing happens and they stop time together and they're 
she works, uh, she's a librarian and the library is getting closed and, you know, they need money to keep it open. He's like, well, we can stop time. He's like, I've been robbing this porn store for like for, you know, for right. years since I was a kid. Why don't we go rob a bank and we'll just take as much as we need to pay your mortgage off or whatever. And they do it. But then there's like this other group of people, of course, that are also. They're like the. The time stopping police. They're the or time the police yeah. of the timeline police. Yeah, and they've got there to to call them that is like to do it an injustice because it they're is. like completely bizarre and also like sex related weirdness. It, oh it's my like god, the sex crimes police or something. You know, it totally is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the the chick who busts them first time, they they see her like sitting at a diner and. <laughs> There's this great frame of her face where like her cheeks are sucked in and she's got like this weird face and she's in, and the, the, our protagonist in the, in the, in the series, she's like, I think that she's like, I think that looks like a Kegel face. She's like, I think she's doing Kegels. She's like, I think she has some like mad, like super tight vag time stopping (laughs) situation. And then like they kind of swarm around and this chick is so, is so magical. She like leaves this note on, on their placemat that says, yes, those were Kegels and like, and you're busted or something like that. And they were like, Oh my God. So, so yeah, you're right. Then it's not exactly like police. It's just this weird, like other group of people. So anyway, sex criminals is this cool, uh, graphic novel series that um, Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction, yeah. Matt. Um, I forget who the artist name is. Yeah, I forget Chad. I forget anything that Matt Fraction does. Matt Fraction novel wise is worth checking out. He did the new Hawkeye series, and um, for anyone who he brilliantly takes the thing about Hawkeye that he's a that is the stupidest thing that makes him dumb in like the Avengers movie. It says he's just a normal guy with a bow right? and he turns it into like the coolest part about him. And like, it takes someone who has a really deft hand and understands narrative and understands how to tell really original stories to do something like that. Oh, cool. The Hawkeye stuff is really good as well. Really? So I would pick up anything. Matt fraction has his name on it. Just, just like, you know, out of the gate. No shit. On unseen. Boom. If you tell me it's a Matt Fraction series, I'll just pick it You're up. in. Yep. Okay, rad. For sure. All right, we'll check out Sex Criminals. Cool. What's your pick? What's uh, your, what do you got next? I am going to go to a book. Okay. Um, on previous podcasts, I talked about this author, Thomas Perry, because he wrote like one of what I think one of the best kind of hitman cop sort of cat and mouse uh, books of all time. This book called The Butcher's Boy. Oh, yeah. You've mentioned this yeah, one. Which yeah, which I've talked about before. So he has a new book out that's called 40 Thieves. That's really interesting. It's um, it's really, uh, like his other books, kind of unconventional and sort of an original narrative, original structure. So it involves these two, a couple, a married couple who were LAPD cops that are now private detectives. And they get a case to sort of work on this cold case, a murder that's happened a year ago that the cops haven't gotten anywhere on. And as a result of that, they sort of um, cross paths with this uh, another couple who are um, a hitman, hit woman team. Um, and but that's like not even really the the, th- the thrust of the story. Then there's this like jewelry thievery ring and the way it all unfolds is just really unique and really interesting i'm actually listening to it as an audiobook um God, you always got that fucking audiobook rolling and uh but i would also maybe even more recommend this just as like just read the book because thomas perry is such a good author the characters are really original really well developed um it's a really unique narrative it's kind of unlike anything that anyone's got going out there. Um, the guy who's the narrator on the audible version is pretty good. I sort of settled into it and I'm okay. Some of the, some of the voices he does, especially at the beginning kind of annoyed me. And then he also like mispronounces some things, which always bugs me. The really, um, <laughs> that, the, that'll like, drive you crazy. Dictator sort of leader of Romania, Ceausescu. He pronounces as like, ch- like Chia Roscu or I don't it's know. Ceausescu. He, yeah. Ceausescu is how it's pronounced. Yes, exactly. And yeah, I feel like anyone should know that or anyone who like, you know, knows. <laughs> yeah. 
anything about world history and he completely butchers that. that. It's like, oh, and no one dude. stopped it. That's the thing. Yeah, I guess like he, somebody listened I, to it. Yeah, in my mind, I was like, he must have like stopped and like asked the editor or whatever the person who was like, supervising oh, the read. That's how. Like, you, how do you how how do you pronounce this? The guy was like looked at it and they just it's like they just sounded made it, it up. Out. On this. It's like, come on, do do it, dig a little. Seriously, um, Thomas Perry. Thomas Perry. Yeah. P a p e r r y. Yeah. Thomas Perry. Um, fuck Butcher's Boy. Butcher's Boy is yeah. has one of the like. Uh, there's a, like a this guy who's an assassin in that book does a in the Butcher's Boy like does a hit, and it's the most well thought out, well plotted. I was like, fuck. Like, and the same thing happens in 40 Thieves. Like, when they, these cops or when the assassins are doing these things, like, it's kind of like I'm taking notes in, in my head that I'm like, if I'm ever in this situation, like, <laughs> this is so well thought out that, like, this is the way that I want to do this, you know? Like, oh, this is like a guide to survival in this situation or whatever, you know? It's totally. Like, so, totally. Well researched or well thought out, or I don't know what he's doing to, like, get the details so right, but, like, the best details, the most believable shit, you know, out of any, any of these authors that I've read like that, you know, and you get to some of these mainstream people that write these thrillers and like stuff just seems so absurd. And with, uh, his stuff, it just feels like so much more real and so much more research. The characters feel real. The situations and the outcomes just feel much more real. So, all right. So are you, are you reading it or are you audiobooking it or are you both? I'm doing the audiobook. I, I bought both. So the I've been doing this thing. This is kind of like the pro move because, you know, now Amazon owns Audible. Right. So I bu- I'll buy a Kindle book. And you get the Kindle book for like sometimes six to ten bucks, let's mm-hmm. say. And there's a there's an option on when you buy the Kindle book that says add narration. But it's basically you're just buying the audiobook on top of it. And sometimes they're only charging you like four bucks. And then it syncs back and forth. So you can listen to the Fuck audiobook, you. then read the Kindle, and it knows exactly where you are from either one. They have this thing called Whisper Sync. Yeah, the Whisper the, Sync. Yeah. So it goes back and forth. So then I have the option of doing either. And are you all right with that? Do you, does, do you ingest it the same? Yeah. You're all right. You're, you're good to just roll. I, I can listen yeah. to it or I can read it, and you just, you just pick up and yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, what I like about doing – I. I usually have an audiobook rolling at all times and books that I'm reading. Yeah, I know. It drives me fucking insane. Because I can't, I, like, I can't understand. Like, I don't know when. Because I know, you know, I know you really well. I know I know what your life looks like. Yeah. I don't. And, and every time I ask you this, you give me the same fucking answer. You're like, I'm like, when the fuck are you listening to audiobooks? And you're like, oh, when I'm doing dishes or when I'm you know, doing chores or what I'm doing yeah. in the car or whatever. And, and I know where your commute is. You, you ain't it's fucking getting anywhere. Four minutes. Yeah. You're <laughs> like, you're not li- what do you mean in the car? Like you're not listening but to a fucking audiobook in the true. car. So, but and, sometimes I have to go to the airport. So on the airport, on the way to the airport, um, on the plane, I, I usually read, on, you the read plane. on the plane. Sometimes if I'm really into the audiobook, I'll do an audiobook, but I mostly just read the Kindle. So then you'll read. What about movies? Are you not watching movies on a plane? Uh, I watch movies on like a trip to LA. Right, but uh, but if you're if on a on a two hour flight, you're gonna read for sure. On a four hour flight, you'll watch a movie, couple movies, couple yeah. movies. Um, and then because you read books, I mean, like I said, I know your schedule. It's there's not a lot of free time in there. No, you got two kids. You have a very busy job. Yeah. Um, when and you ingest a lot of books. Yeah. Um, and. Like how at night when you go to bed? Yeah, mostly sometimes like, you know, if the girls are out roller skating or whatever, like they are tonight, then I'll like tonight I listened to an audiobook while I cooked food for the family. Oh <clears throat> Jesus. So I don't know. What's like, the matter with my life? I don't have I can't fucking do this shit. I, I just I feel like a need for content in whatever form, like all the time. Yeah. As much content as I get whenever I can get you it. are podcast at work, audiobooks while you're cooking a meal. You, you are know. voracious. And, and yeah. Of, of course I won't do that. Like if the family is around or whatever, but <laughs> right. so sometimes even then, honestly, you know, <laughs> headphones. put on some headphones, hey, and, uh, a headphone. Yeah. Just a, an earbud. And what did you say? Um, 
Yeah, I all right. Well, that might make me maybe I'll splurge and do Audible again for the year. I had it for a while. Like it, they had to deal. Like it was so cheap for a while. Yeah, like well, dead the, cheap. The way to do it, I I think, is to um, buy uh, monthly credits. So for uh, I think it's like twelve, ten, twelve bucks a month. You get a credit every month. They'll probably stack up. I think I have like five or six of them right now. But for what you'd normally pay like 60, 70 bucks for like a big audiobook or something, you know, you're like, oh, I want to get this Joe Hill, the Fireman book, which I just read is like the best horror book of the year or whatever, which is a really fucking good book, by the way. It's not crime or, you know, it's more some crime ish elements, I guess. But The Fireman by Joe Hill, uh, who happens to be Stephen King's son, awesome writer in his own right. Uh, you go, it's like forty four ninety nine or whatever. It's like, or one credit. And you've just oh, paid so 12 the credits, bucks for that. So the yeah. credits are way outweigh. Credit the, is a book. Credit no is a book. No book costs two credits. So yeah. that's actually what I remember too from like actually like three, four years ago. It's it's always been that way. Yeah. So, I remember like stashing it because I bought The Last Lion, which is the, the Winston Churchill biography, which right. is- 780,000 fucking pages. Jesus. I, for, I mean, it's, the, you know, yeah. and it's three volumes. Like, it's a stupid, I got all of it for like fucking two credits. Right. Um, Like yeah. all three volumes of it. Like right. they, they threw yeah. the third one in it's or some sick. shit. It's yeah. super sick. But it, um, so an audiobook is that much? Uh, some of them are like, yeah, 60. The fuck out 50, of here. 60 bucks. Yeah. I guess, you know, yeah, performance. I mean, there's plenty of them that are, you can get some for 10. There's some short stories on there for free. Right. Um, well, fucking a man. Yeah. You know, I'll 40 thieves. Um, Thomas Perry, like I, I got, I'm, I'm going to start. I, Cause butcher's boy, I still haven't done. And that's been, that's an old recommend from you that, yep. that one I'm, I'm, I'm going to do over the break here. Um, I always feel, and, and we'll move on to your next pick in one second, but I have to say this, like, I always feel, I'll tell you the, if anybody reads a Kindle, I use a Kindle, um, and, um, I'm reading Thomas Friedman's new book. Thank you for being late, which everybody loves, you know, it's like how to survive in a, in the modern world that we're not built for, you know what I mean? And how to make sense of. That guy's great, right? Um, So, um, and he's super readable too. Like he's, you know, he's a columnist, so it's not like it's deep reading. Like you can fly through it. So at the bottom of the page, there's like remaining time in the book. And you know what I mean? And as I look at it, it keeps fucking getting longer every time. Like I'm the worst. I feel like I've got, I've become the worst reader. I think I, I think I read at an eighth grade reading level. (laughs) I'm the terrible reader. Really? When I used to fly through books, like when I was, a, I used to fly through books, like huh. just burn through them. And now I'm so distracted all the time. Um, I mean, I still, you know, I still re- read religiously. Yeah. Um, and I, I've always had three books going at a time. Right. That's pretty standard, you know. But I, th- I think that's part of the like multi-screen, multitasking culture that we're a part of now. Oh my like God. even during dick. like really good TV shows, like I'm watching, you know, whatever, watching Westworld finale on HBO, and I'm like, I have to stop myself from fucking looking at Instagram and Twitter while I'm doing it. You know, just like nope, I'm just gonna set it down. I'm gonna dedicate yeah. focus. You know, like I've been waiting for this to come out. You know, I've been looking forward to it, and I still get like. Distract it's like a weird, bad habit that we've all gotten into. Yeah. Fucking modern life. What's your next pick? So I have one more, and I I will qualify this by saying this is by far the most, like, it's the most, like, if you were a fan of cereal, you'll probably like this, but it's really, it's really intricate. Mm. It's really, it's not like casual listening, this thing. Um, there's an, another new podcast, crime podcast, about the Boston Stranglings. Really? Called Stranglers. Stranglers. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Stranglers. So, I mean, obviously with cereal and some other, you know, there's lots of, there's some 
very successful crime podcasts like Criminals, um, Stranglers, Boston Stranglings. You know, obviously, here's a, a crime where they never really found out who the fuck did this. No. And there's lots of different murders, um, gruesome murders of these women. Fucking gnarly. women. Gnarly. Gnarly shit. Yeah. So, also, yeah... I'll I'll recommend this with the caveat that if you are, have like a weak stomach or, you know, there's plenty of no one needs to go se- seeking out violence against women in the society unnecessarily. And there's this there's some pretty graphic descriptions of the the crimes and the crime scenes in this. So yeah. Um. So if you are a hardcore crime fan, yeah, you're into unsolved murders. Yep. Um. And you know, not squeamish. You grew up where you grew up. You know, where I, yeah, certainly. And the and that is a huge. You know, another one, huge Boston Strangler. I mean, but this is like, I will say once again, these aren't like none of these podcasts in the dark crime town and this one Stranglers. None of these are amateur podcasts. These are like serious journalists who are digging in and like covering this stuff in like the utmost detail. God. Yeah, the the, the resources like are being professional, invested. Whether you want to call it professional journalism or professional documentary, yep. documentarianism. What? Well, yeah, um, it's like really these are highly produced, really well done. They're digging as deep as they possibly can and getting all of the information. So, if you wanted to ever know about the Boston Stranglings, like you're going to get more information and more knowledge in this than if you took like a college level course. Jesus on it. Christ. When in the fuck are you listening to that? <laughs> I listen to all these at work. At work. Yeah. Just but, like, with, with one, this one with a fucking you have thing to like, kind of slow it. Sometimes I go back or you have to slow it down a little bit because it is more intricate and involved because they're talking about the de- the like really deep details of these investigations and what happened and interviewing witnesses and talking to detectives um, that worked these crimes at the time. And yeah, um, it's crazy. I mean, this is like this stranglers is like much more about se- like crime town is about like organized crime. Essentially. This is about like serial killers you right? Know, and like serial killers that are killing women. So not for the faint of heart, but if it's, this is, uh, you know, up your alley, like you could do a lot worse than listening to this. Oh, and it it's, sounds it's great. a much more contained thing. Obviously there's only so much material to cover. It's not like, you know, they're not jumping around from crime to crime. Um, you, oh, oh, right. So, you know, Oh, that sounds great. You know what, you know what that makes me feel like we should do? Not, not that, as you said, not that we need to go searching for, crimes against women um but um i feel like we've never i mean we've never done justice to black dahlia and then we've never oh, like yeah. and there's so much around it i don't know i don't know if i don't know if we do an episode on that or not probably not but maybe we do our favorite like so, version i'd like to there is a podcast <laughs> Oh, of course there is. Um, Called You Must Remember This about old school Hollywood. Oh, yeah. I know this. And she covers not only the Black Dahlia, but she covers the Manson, Charles Manson and the Manson stuff. Yeah. She has a whole series called Manson's Hollywood. Okay. It's like a 12-part series or something insane on all the Manson-related murders. Um, And... Uh, it's a it's a good podcast. It's, I I have to say it's because it's more about like the culture of old Hollywood and like right, which is fun. Elizabeth Taylor and Raquel Welch and all this stuff. Like that's not my particular cup of tea. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, but it's just not the first thing that I I go go for. And I have so many podcasts that I listen to. Right, that I um have fallen behind on it, but. On one of the other podcasts I was listening to, they were saying she's been covering the Black Dahlia and the Manson murders and all this stuff and getting into more like old Hollywood crime related stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I should go check that out. I'll be honest. I haven't listened to it all yet. So um, I only bring it up because you brought up the Black Dahlia thing. Yeah. um, Yeah. So there's, you know, 
crime and podcasts right now. Like Whew. we've never, it's never been better. What? And all over. And as I was saying earlier in ID in a, you know, investigation discovery has a huge, right. yeah, fucking, they're booming right now. They're, too. And they're dumping fucking green money into production and they, so they're introducing no, honestly, they, they introduce a new series like once every two months. And there are a couple, um, there's one that was just nominated for an Emmy, which, um, and when, once Beth told me that I started to perk up my ears, I usually don't really pay too much attention to these shows. They, they're kind of all the same, but this one, their recreations are amazing. Like they're done the way that you would want to see a recreation produced and they're done extremely well. So um, any listeners of this podcast knows that, um, that uh, Christ, what, what, what the fuck is the name of the Joe Kenda Lieutenant Joe Kenda? Was it murder or uh, like what the fuck was his podcast? Um, it's still homicide hunter. Homic- well, no, no, oh, that's homicide. the show. Homicide, I think, is the name. De- 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 uh, sorry, Detective was the name of the podcast. Detective. But his show was called Homicide Hunter on Investigation Discovery. Correct. The show on Investigation Discovery is Homicide Hunter with Lieutenant Joe Kenda. That's entering its third season and is doing gangbusters. They've upped the production value on that enormously. Um, and it's really well done. Recreations are really well done. Acting is great. Um, and... If you haven't listened to that podcast, Eric has talked about that a bunch. Um, the first the first season of Detective is this guy, Lieutenant Joe Kenda, from Colorado Springs. The, mm-hmm. the episodes are 15 to 25 minutes long at tops, and they're, they're fucking riveting. They're so good. There's been a second season um, that I did not. I wasn't as attracted to. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's interesting. It's good. It's, a, it's very different. Co- very it's, different. It's a different detective who yep. worked in a different part of the country and he's a black detective. So he has very different stories, very different take on it. He's m- much more empathetic where Joe Kenda's more like, Oh, God. I solved 397 out of 399 homicides in my career. And you Those know, two he's like, still keep him away. Yeah. Still haunt me to this day. And yeah. And yeah. he, he bears no one any quarter where like, yeah. if you're, if you're smoking tea, <laughs> then you're a drug user and you're right. no good to society is, is right. Joe Kenda, you know, yeah. which is awesome. You know, I mean, this is this kind of fucking guy. Like, yeah. well, it's not that you're, you're no good to society, but he's like, you've take, you've decided to, you know, aim your life down a path that you knew was bad. And, yep. and you now are suffering the consequences and you got shot in the back of the head and <laughs> this is where you are. And yeah. that's fucking Joe Kenda. But um, yeah, man, across the board, I feel like, it's a good time to be a fan of crime. For sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's always amazing stuff coming out. And um, I would say the thing that I'm looking forward to the most that they've started finally, they announced this a long time ago, now they're teasing it, is the um, documentary about the that internet phenomenon around the Slender Man and the two girls in Wisconsin who killed their friend because of the Slender Man thing that was invented online. I don't know anything about. You don't this. know anything about this. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, don't I? So for anyone, you can't unsee these photos. It's like an internet art project where people decided to invent this myth about this guy called the Slender Man, who's this like really freaky, grotesque looking. And there's a, there's would be a thing where he's standing in the woods with like a little boy next to him, and like that he's kind of abducted or something. And it's like, you can't unsee this shit. Like, especially as the father of kids, like, I'm not sure that you want to seek this shit out and like, look at it. And, but the first thing I'm looking at, (laughs) but there's like, uh, so what happened was this thing became like, what was an internet art project where the internet, the dark imagination of the internet, collective imagination of the internet was like, let's invent this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, someone started did a photo then someone else did Mm -hmm. art like illustration and people did more Photoshop photos and did the stuff and just invented this whole thing about this like creepy 
dude called the Slender Man. And people kind of like, as the internet is wont to do, sort of like took this thing and it snowballed and snowballed. And these girls in Wisconsin like decided to like kill their friend because they they were saying the Slender Man made them do it or told them to do it or the Slender oh, God, Man wanted them to do it. Does ring a bell, yeah. And so HBO is going to do a documentary about the whole. The it's Slender coming Man out the, in 2017. Killing. The Slender Man phenomenon and the whole weird killing thing. It does ring a bell. Jesus Christ, yeah. We can't get enough of it. Yeah. Fucking hell, man. Good picks. Yeah. Well, that's the crime episode. Yeah, well Thanks, done. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Um, and we'll be back next week with our end of year picks. So uh, tune in for episode 42. We're going to be covering the best of 2016. All right. See you, everybody.